Welcome to Refresh, a podcast designed to revive, recharge, and renew your faith and give you the tools to follow Jesus. Refresh comes to you from the Salvation Army in Gwinnett County, Georgia. We meet in person every Sunday at 1030 a.m. or online on Facebook and YouTube at Sal Army Gwinnett. We are excited that you have joined us this week and pray that God will bring his word to life. And now for our speaker. Good morning. Before we dive into our adventure this morning, I just want to take a moment to recognize any preacher who prepares and delivers a sermon on a weekly basis. <laughs> it is not something I have had to do. Um, my, my husband, as you know, is a wonderful speaker, and um, I just want you to know, whether you're online or here in, in the chapel with me, if, if that is something that the Lord has given you ministry to do, uh, thank you for that. It's difficult but it's well worth it. And this is week four for me. And because I want to live to see the age of 35, I'm gonna hand it back next week to my loving and encouraging husband. Over the last few weeks, we have had a journey through stress and anxiety, grief and mourning, anger. And today, we are at the culmination of our mindset series, taking every thought captive. And we're gonna focus on our emotions as a whole. In March 2016, a woman pulled into her favorite local coffee shop. One of the young men working the shift recognized her and immediately noticed that she had been crying. Her husband, who had um, was just in her, his 30s, very young, I say very young, had died suddenly the night before. The young man gave her the coffee at no charge, and being a Christian, he asked if he could pray with her. And two of his other co-workers, one who was not a believer, joined in with that prayer and mourned alongside this widow. I think we have the picture of... Um, of that, of that snapshot. The image of the three teenage boys leaning out of the, of the stand and praying with the widow in her car was captured by another customer. And the story went quickly viral, as you can imagine, as it gained global attention on uh, social media. What a beautiful picture that is to me. In Philippians 1, Paul writes, Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not frightened by anything by by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation 
and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. Engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had and now hear that I still have. The NIV uses this wording. It says, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Responding to the obstacles and struggles we face in life, whether it be anger, despair, or fear, it's natural. These are natural things. Scientists refer to this as the fight, flight, or freeze. We've heard that before. I've always heard it, fight or flight. However, when our response is love, hope, and faith, it is a supernatural response. And it catches the eyes of those who see or hear of our unusual reaction. The reason that stories like these baristas praying with a grieving widow catch so much attention is because they're seen out of the ordinary. This, doesn't, this isn't normal life for the world. The young men leaned into a relative stranger's grief instead of shying away. And their emotional response to the situation as believers and unbelievers brought glory to God. As we can see from this beautiful story, God gave us our emotions as a gift and a tool. I'm looking for, is Junie in here still? No, that's okay. But when I look at her and when I, even having our own children at that age, it's amazing the awe that you can see in their eyes. They're learning and developing. You can see that they're working things out for themselves. And I've read and I've experienced that when babies are born, they can experience distress. <laughs> I promise you they can. And they can experience excitement. And at around three to four months, they can show anger, joy, sadness, and they can even have surprise. At six to seven months, babies begin to take cues from their parents and from other adults that they may be around. They take cues from them to figure out how to react. When a baby falls, I remember um, my mom telling me, when your baby falls or you know, when, it, when it happened, she would say, well, don't react too big, right? Have you ever been told that? Don't scream and cry and you know, get all upset about it. Because it's a part of life, right? When babies fall, you're encouraged not to make a huge scene. They understand, they need to understand that there will be falls. It does happen. It's a natural part of life. And not all falls are life-threatening, right? Junie trusts that her parents are gonna take care of her. And all of her decision-making to this point is out of emotion and out of the guidance that she's been given from her mom and dad. 
As helpful as emotions are, God did not design them to take control of us, right? <laughs> Lord, help me. Everything we have spoken to up to this point are about emotions that can swallow us whole, if not for Jesus. If not for Jesus. Like spiritual health, true emotional wellness is irrevocably linked to our relationship with God. It's not something we can fully develop ourselves. The Life Application Bible says this, being led by the Holy Spirit involves the desire to hear, the readiness to obey God's word, and the sensitivity to discern between your feelings and his promptings. Just as Junie looks to her parents for reassurance and guidance, we do the same through our Lord. We look to him to, to know how to respond and how to react. And just like our mental and physical health, nutrition, physical activity, rest, it all factors into our emotional well-being. I think of how good I feel in the morning after I've had seven, six, <laughs> five, no, eight hours of sleep. That's almost unheard of in our household. But all it takes is one email or just a little comment to throw me off kilter. In looking at emotional strength, it isn't much different from physical strength. It's something that develops over time. And a lack of emotional exercise and dis discipline will affect your emotional wellness in the long term. Getting to the point of capturing those moments or thoughts and allowing the Lord to Focus the lens of his reality. Asking the question, what do I need to take from this? And what do I need to leave behind? Especially in emails. In his book, Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis writes, there is a difference between doing some particular just or temperate action and being a just and temperate man. Someone who is not a good tennis player may now and then make a good shot. What you mean by a good player is a man whose eyes and muscles and nerves have been so trained by making innumerable good shots that they can now be relied on. But the truth is that the right actions done for the wrong reason do not help to build the internal quality or character called a virtue. And it is this quality or character that really matters. We might think that God wanted simply obedience to a set of rules, whereas he really wants people of a particular sort. We're not always gonna find ourselves in situations where we have life-altering encounters with strangers. But we can honor God with our emotions, 
on a daily basis when we recognize that what we're feeling, whether it be good, bad, indifferent, and we invite him into those responses. We can honor God with our emotions when we admit our struggles with other believers and we allow them to walk beside us as we work through those emotions. And we can honor God with our emotions when we treat someone who is struggling physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually with grace, compassion, kindness, and mercy. Each one of us in this room are different. We are very different people. We respond to things very differently. But we serve one God. He doesn't change. What needs to change in each and every one of us is the correction of the path moving toward him and less away. We're gonna sing a song this morning, All That I Am, All I Can Be. All that I have, all that is me. And I just wanna take a couple of moments here to examine our emotions. Last, last week we talked about anger and uh, for those of you who are part of that, um, the salad dressing. And even since then, even since talking last week, <laughs> I've still had times where I've fallen down. But Lord, we get right back up. Lord, you give us the strength. Lord, we thank you that we are able to be your people. And you've called each and every one of us. All that I am, all I can be, all that I have, all that is me, accept and use, Lord, as you choose, Lord, right now, listening to Refresh. Be sure to hit subscribe and like us on Facebook and YouTube to never miss an episode. If you liked what you heard, be sure to share it with your friends and family. We pray that you will be refreshed and ready to take on your week. See you next time. God bless.